Well, hey, friends, welcome to this episode of Q on Q. I'm so glad you're with us again this week. Well, it is September, and we are all back into another school year. This is year 26 for me as a teacher. Luckily, the first week was pretty cool by all standards around this time of year for here, but uh, it's going to get pretty warm this week, and with uh, no AC in the classroom, (laughs) we shall see how it goes. Um, Started a bunch of new kids this past week with the start of the year, and anytime I start a new group of kids, I always go over the rules and expectations of the room. But more than that, we talk about the classroom environment. If you've listened to me before, you may have heard me talk about my mission statement for my classroom. It's always been my goal that I'm more concerned with my students leaving as better people than if they remember everything that I've taught them. I've always had a focus on developing relationships, you know, getting to know kids where they are, what they like to do, who they are, and treating them more than just a number. Well, I went to a very small high school, graduated with around 60 people. We all knew each other. We all knew each other's business, to be honest. (laughs) We were all acquaintances with each other. But looking back, I can't say that we all truly had strong friendships. There were some that did. There were the typical cliques, you know, the athletes, the smart kids, the music kids, the art kids, those who found other passions. But so many crossed over into so many areas that there were a lot of us that really didn't find a group, or at least I don't feel like I did. I I talked to a lot of people every day, but to be honest, only had a few people I really talked to, if that makes sense. Um, I shared some things with those people, but to be honest, I never really had super close friends until I went to college. As an adult, I have a ton of friends, a ton of connections in tons of different places. We all have friends in different social circles, and sometimes we don't get to see all of them as often as we'd like. But whether it's been weeks or months or even years, just like my friends from college who now live hours away... We've been known to spend three or four or more hours just sitting around the table, eating, laughing, catching up, and reliving a ton of hilarious memories like we've seen each other every day, picking up literally right where we left off. Well, as a middle school teacher and parent of two, I've always believed strongly that relationships are one of the most important things we can focus on. Whether a middle school student, a high school student, a young adult, older adult, or something in between... God designed us for relationships. We are called to connect with and encourage each other. There's tons of types of relationships, from friendships to intimate relationships, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, marriage, etc., to family relationships and work relationships and others in between. You've probably noticed how you feel better after hanging out with friends. But did you know, scientists actually have proven that our brains release chemicals that help us feel calmer and happier when we enjoy time with friends face-to-face. There are so many benefits to developing close relationships with others. Those we connect with can help us with both big and little struggles and really just generally help us get through life. We were made in the image of God. This means we have a longing for healthy, supportive, interdependent relationships. And it isn't simply us craving something good for us, like eating vegetables or taking vitamins. We crave the fundamental reason we were created. But in this craving, we all look for something more than what we might call superficial or surface level. We crave authenticity. We crave people who are genuine, people who can connect with us on a heart-to-heart level. And this is where my heart hurts at times for many teenagers. 
So many kids just want to have friends that they will sacrifice who they are just to feel surface-level acceptance. I've seen this with my own kids, people who will claim to be their friends only to connect with them when it's convenient for that person or even to talk about them behind their back. You know, the type of people you would never envision in your inner circle. Well, all of us, especially teens, crave people with which to share our feelings, our successes, our celebrations, as well as hurts, doubts, and failures. But so often, instead of an atmosphere of honesty and humility, we find people that are pretending. You know, the game of role-playing politeness and surface-level conversation and nothing more. These types of things spell death for any relationship, even if it's just starting. Nobody wants fake friends. Or if we do, it's because we're seeking validation in the wrong places and from the wrong things. Being authentic with other people requires both courage and humility. You know, facing our fears of being rejected or outed or hurt. So why would anyone want to take such risks? I think this can provide us an answer to why so many people are just okay with being in isolation so much. Um, we've seen this ramp up through the pandemic, and I think that we get afraid to get close to people. And when we do, we disconnect. When we have a fear of sharing our deepest thoughts and feelings, we don't allow ourselves to open up. So if that fear exists, if you hesitate to get close to someone, if you're not sure you want to share all you have to give, how can you overcome that? Well, I can tell you that it's not sacrificing who you are. But it does have a lot to do with making sure the focus isn't all on you or all on someone else. If you've been a longtime listener, you've heard me reference Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. So many of them are important for relationships to be built, grow, and then be effective. But one that I always go back to is habit number five. Seek first to understand, then to be understood. Most people seek first to be understood. We want to be heard. But in doing so, we may ignore another person completely or pretend that we're listening when we're really only hearing what we want to hear. Most people listen with the intent to reply, not to understand, comparing what they're saying to our own life, giving it a place or a measure before we even allow the other person to finish a sentence. Can you be any of those things? Can you listen? Can you be humble? Can you connect if you're first not being your true self? I want to spend a little time today talking about authenticity in relationships and why being yourself might be one of the most important things you can do. And the things I'm about to share with you can be applicable to any type of relationship, whether we're talking about friends or someone you're romantically involved with and any age level, whether kids or adults. Well, I've already sort of said this, but it's worth repeating. Authenticity is key to any relationship thriving. Authenticity allows us to reveal our true selves. It fosters trust, acceptance, and understanding between people. It creates openness and emotional intimacy no matter what type of relationship it is. Authenticity in relationships occurs when people are honest and genuine with each other. I've heard middle school students say before, well, how do I know so-and-so is really my friend? Well, in other words, how do we know we have an authentic relationship? You know, authentic relationships thrive on open and honest communication that is first and foremost not judgmental. 
I talk to teens, including my own, about situations where they're confused or don't understand why friends act a certain way. And the first question I always ask is, well, did you try to talk to them? And if the answer is no, then there's some level of authenticity that's lacking. Because, you see, if you truly connect with someone, you won't be afraid to talk to them. Because you will know they'll talk with you. People in authentic relationships actively listen to one another, seeking to understand and empathize. So if you're not sure if your relationship with someone is authentic or not, or if you need to be more authentic, or how you can improve or build relationships with others, here are a few things for you to consider and do. First, in any relationship, especially one that you want to be real in, communication must be intentional and considerate. Communication is a two-way street, and it's not just talking. It's honest, intentional, purposeful communication. Talk, listen, converse, understand. There's a difference between talking and communication. And it's imperative to mention that this type of communication is speaking, listening, and most importantly, spending quality time understanding or attempting to understand the other person's perspectives. And when it comes to communication, it's important to be transparent. Many people find it difficult to be transparent in relationships because they can't bear the thought of having their friend, their spouse, their family member, their workmate, knowing things about them that they don't want everyone to know. But here's the fact. Authentic relationships are built on both parties being willing to share their feelings, their ideas, their stories. By being transparent, you are revealing vulnerability and therefore establishing authenticity as a foundation of your relationship. And here's where sometimes it gets a little hairy. Sometimes if things aren't going great, we're afraid to confront challenges in our relationships, so we just avoid them. You and someone else can get along great, can agree on almost everything, but there will come a time when you will face some type of challenge, some type of adversity. They're sort of inevitable, and the best way to prevail in any relationship is by tackling them instead of avoiding them. You can get past issues when you talk and when you seek to understand each other through and through. Have you ever heard the phrase, never go to bed mad at each other when talking about married couples? Well, I think the same is true about any relationship. Too often I see friends, couples, family members, colleagues, afraid to confront issues they are having, and then just seemingly let them go unresolved. Well, what about the teenage friend who just one day stops talking to the other person? If they never get the chance to talk to the other person, how will they ever know what might have happened? People in solid relationships realize that their connection is a valuable tool in aiding their personal growth. Both people learn to take responsibility for what they do and what they say. Authentic relationships can't last if one party continually blames the other for issues that you, in fact, may be causing. Unfortunately, some people shy away from accepting their choices because they don't want to live with the consequences of their mistakes. Those who avoid responsibility instead of being accountable to themselves fail to develop authenticity and in turn cause harm to a relationship. Well, it needs to be said that authentic relationships are a product of people who treasure their relationship and do everything possible to keep it working. 
I heard it said one time that complacency breeds negativity. And I think this is so true in relationships, maybe even more so, that it breeds insecurity. So what if you're having difficulty forming authentic relationships, or you're concerned that the ones you have maybe don't have the authenticity they need to survive? Well, relationships can fail to develop and sustain if there is a fear of judgment from the other person, implied or expected pressures from society or other people, maybe even past hurts, or the lack of courage to be vulnerable with each other. Authenticity enhances relationships by building trust, creating a space for open communication to happen. Sometimes it's hard, but being authentic in a relationship allows both sides to be brave enough to share your dreams and your fears. Being vulnerable is not a sign of weakness, but rather it's a testament to our strength. We should never be afraid to spend ample time sharing our thoughts our feelings, our goals, our ambitions, our struggles. Quality time together can help both sides have a better understanding of who each person is. Authentic relationships are built on respect where both sides feel valued. At church, we've been discussing the scripture verses with one another statements and how they all tie back to love one another. And I can't think of a truer place where this applies than with authenticity in our relationships. Some ways this statement could apply to relationships, like be true to one another, be honest with one another, love one another, challenge one another, support one another. Having a friend or a connection with someone goes way deeper than just having people to share experiences with. I've heard the phrase said many times, there are people you go through life with, and there are people you do life with. Relationships are crucial, not only to our overall health, but to fulfill an innate human need. Before I start to wrap up today, I want to say I'm not necessarily talking about having hundreds of friends here. When you hear me talk about having relationships, I'm not saying that you have to be best buddies with every single person you know. It is possible to know a lot of people and have work and family and other connections with them. Uh, I tend to think my social circle is very large with all the connections that I have made. But in reality... It's as simple as having one close connection. You hear the term best friends. Maybe it's that. But the point is that if our connections with others aren't meaningful to both sides, if they aren't based on trust, understanding, and vulnerability, then are they really deep connections at all? Authentic relationships are built on a foundation of respect. People can be their true selves without fear of judgment or rejection. Sharing dreams and fears alike fosters a deep sense of connection. Both sides are trusted, promises are kept, and actions align with words. Maybe you might say to me today, well, I don't really have that connection with someone. Or rather, I felt like I did, or I think I might, but I'm not sure. Well, my first suggestion for you is to pray for the right words to say and the right people to surround yourself with. And allow yourself to be part of situations where those types of relationships can foster in a healthy, God-honoring way. It might take time, but be true to yourself and to someone else. It allows you to grow a healthy, strong, and honest relationship. I pray this week that you are able to identify those people who you can be authentic with. The people with whom you have the relationships that foster trust, respect, and being real. Next week, we're going to dive further into the topic of relationships 
and talk about who you know, who's in your village, and who really belongs in your inner circle. I hope you'll check it out. If you've learned something new or were inspired by this episode, give it a share. You never know who just may need to hear it. Well, friends, it's been great being with you again. As always, I really do appreciate you tuning in this week, and we'll see you back here next time, and we'll have more for you on cue.